Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning to you. I hope you're well this morning. Um, I'm just pre-recording this because we have a prayer meeting which I'll be busy with uh, in a few a little bit later this morning. But um, we're looking in a real goldmine of uh, passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It's just really rich and uh, I'm enjoying uh, just unpicking it. And I want to read to you verse 11 of chapter 4. It says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and that so that you may not be dependent on anybody now let me just ask you a question um what is your thing what is your thing see my finger right now is doing its thing my thumb is doing its thing that's what they do they do their thing what's your thing what is it that you do and I'm going to come back to that in just a, a minute. But first of all, if we could just remind ourselves here that uh, Paul is saying that love is the driving force uh, and the fulcrum around which these commands come, that as we love one another, so we will want to do the three things that Paul has commanded us to do in these passages. And we've looked at two of the, out of the three commands that he has made. The first one was make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. And we looked at that on Tuesday. I love what J.B. Phillips puts there, make it your ambition to have no ambition. And it doesn't mean you can't be ambitious, but it's saying make it your ambition to settle down, to live a quiet life. We looked at that on Tuesday. Yesterday we looked at the third of these three commands, which Joshua looked at, about making your ambition to work with your hands. And today I want to look at the second of these three commands, which is this, to make it your ambition to mind your own business. Now, uh, in uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11, there is a kind of a parallel verse, which is just worth reading. There it says, we hear that some among you are not busy, but your busybodies, and such people we command and urge to settle down and to earn the bread that they eat. So literally what this phrase means here in verse 11, make it your ambition to uh, mind your own business, the Greek there is literally this, that you do the thing of your own. In other words, that you do your thing that you do the thing of your own. So the challenge here for us is this, what is your thing that you should be doing? Not what is it that everyone else should be doing, not comparing ourselves, but what is it that I should be doing? You see, each of us have our own circle, our own sphere of responsibilities whether that's as a mother or a father or a husband or a wife, uh, whether that is a, as, a, as a grandparent, whether that is uh, as an elder, or whether that is a, as a landscape 
gardener or an architect or, or whatever it is that you have, your own sphere. Now, that includes unpaid things as well as paid. I remember how in 1 Timothy chapter 5, Paul speaks there of the widows and he says that they shouldn't be gossips and busybodies and idling, going from house to house, talking and chatting and so on. But instead, the worthy widow should be the one who is devoted to good works, who is devoted to teaching the younger women and so on, to training them and so they and discipling people and so on. So I would say that your thing may be paid, uh, but it may not be. It may be other things that you have been called to do. But the point that Paul is making here is that we should be so consumed with our own thing. We should be so busy doing our own thing that we don't have time to be busy with other people's things. We should be consumed with that which God has called us to do and not busybodies about everybody else's calling, as it were. So what is your thing? See, as I said, my hand, my fingers do their thing, my eyes are doing their thing, my, you know, my tongue is doing its thing right now. And it's wonderful when you see in life the things doing what they're good at. I mean, I'm really inspired by um, a couple of shops on Odium High Street. There's a shop called The Frame, which is probably one of my favourite shops. It's this um, gallery of paintings and sculptures. And the woman there, she just loves art. And every couple of weeks, she's refreshing the display on her window. She's constantly being creative and innovative and doing her thing. And she does it really well and praying that she'll be able to do it soon again. There's a shop next door which is called the Pickled Pepper and at the Pickled Pepper they started out the couple there by actually producing olive oil because they had some groves somewhere in the Mediterranean and they were producing olive oil and that was their thing selling olive oil and they did it really well so they've got now to the point where they can run this delicatessen that sells all sorts of artisan foods and that's their thing and they just focus on doing that thing and doing it as to the best of their ability. Kate and I watched the other day um, we've been watching the Alan Carr um, interior design competition and the other day there was an episode where uh, five of the remaining contestants each were given a beach hut that they had to redesign on the inside and the outside and without being a spoiler alert for you you know the two that really shone through in this particular episode were the two that just focused on a particular brief and did their thing with it and absolutely went for it and committed themselves to doing it thoroughly all the way through in a consistent way. I think that's a wonderful thing when you see someone doing their thing and doing it well. On Monday, I went for a nice long run uh, in the morning, early in the morning, just listening to podcasts, listening to sermons, starting my week, hearing God. And I tell you, I just loved it. I heard God. I, I wrote on my Strava at the end of uh, that thing. I said, doing my thing. Because for me, that just works. It helps me to do what I'm called to do, to speak to you right now even. That was part of that process. Doing your thing. What is your thing? 
What is it that you are good at? What is it that you're passionate about? Now, it's worth saying, of course, that part of our jobs and calling is that sometimes we have to do things that are necessary, that we may not enjoy, but they're necessary to, in order to, for us to fulfill our calling. And that's great. You have to do those things as well. But try to do the things that you are called to do. Not comparing yourself. Remember how in John 21, Peter was told by Jesus about the end of his life and what was going to happen to him. And Peter turned to Jesus and said, you know, Jesus, yeah, but what about John? John's over there, this disciple. What about him? What about him? And Jesus said to him, Peter, Peter, what is it to you? What he's going to do? What happens to him? What's that to you? You follow me. And, you know, there's that what about him syndrome that we can have. We look on Facebook and we're always like, what about him? What about them? What are they doing? Or we're, we're complaining and criticizing and meddling in other people's businesses. Actually, no, what about you? What are you used to be so consumed with what God's given you to do that you don't have time to do those other things instead? Now, there is a sense, of course, in which part of our thing is looking out for one another and so we to carry one another's burdens that's part of our thing to look out for one another but there is an unsanctified version of that where we end up carrying things that we shouldn't be carrying and worrying about things that we shouldn't be worrying about and not focusing on what we're supposed to be doing sometimes busyness can be the greatest form of laziness because we're just too busy doing uh, things that are just avoiding what we're really called to do what God really wants us to do uh, and that's actually a form of avoiding the things that we are supposed to be doing so I want to encourage you today to make it your ambition to do your thing so let's pray together Lord we ask you that you'd help us today to have a renewed energy for the things that you've gifted us and called us to do uh, whether that's in the home, outside of the home, wherever that is, Lord, I pray that people would rediscover and enjoy the calling and the gifting that you've given them to do. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.